0: Hello everyone, welcome back and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover You podcast, where every week Jeff Glover and his coaches dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, Jeff is joined by Jeff Nielsen and Andrew Pepper, where they discuss how to grow your production by up to 20% in one year. Now, let's hear from Jeff, Andrew, and Jeff Nielsen.
1: Jeff Nielsen, a little bit about yourself, sir.
2: All right. We'll we'll give it a
0: second.
1: Another one that brought their whole family. (laughs) So, um, how many years in the business? What's the production look like? Give us a little bit of your background here.
3: Uh, so I got licensed in 2007. Yep. Um, started my team in 2000, end of 2017. Yep. Um, last year we did 214 units for about 64 million, mm-hmm. and this year we're on pace for anywhere between like 3 to 350 and about 100 million or so.
1: So you went from 200 and some change to 300 and some change in units. So you increase it by 35 percent or so.
3: Yeah, I wanted to actually
1: increase it to 400, but that didn't work. Okay, that's all right. We got next year for that. That's all right. And you'll do how much volume this year? Uh, around 100 million or so. Just around 100 million? Yep. Hey, just 100 million, whatever. <laughs> so um, talk to me about the, the, the structure of your team. Do uh, you have buyer's agents, listing agents? Does everyone work both sides? Tell us a little bit about that.
3: So uh, we have 12 uh, agents on our team. They both buy and sell. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple administrative support staff and, uh, my wife who is here is our director of operations. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I know she does great work
1: with your team and for your team. So one thing I, I know about your numbers that that's impressive, and it's one of the reasons why you're up here is you'll do 350 units. Let's just say with 12 producing agents. Yeah. That's like a per person productivity of like 28, 30 deals per agent.
3: Yeah. It's a little over 30.
1: Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Do you know that average teams in the market today that are at your level do 350 units with 20 to 25 agents? Double that. Right. And their agents are living in poverty at under less than 15 agents per transit or le- less than 15 deals a year per agent. Yeah. So what do you think is different? How are you double what I would consider a pretty good team?
3: You want, you want all of it? or? Yeah. Just whatever comes <laughs> to mind. Man. All right. Yeah. So, what are you doing differently? Uh, so, we really just pour into our agents, and um, they're they're a family, mm-hmm. truly, and we have pretty high standards to be on our team, and we start every day, Monday through Friday, we have an 8.30 a.m. call.
1: So, at Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m.?
3: Yep, they have okay. to be on it, they have to be visible. It's Why on, so late? Uh, we all have three kids, man. Okay, So, <laughs> it's, right. it's, it's like the perfect time. Okay. So, 8.30, um, it goes 8.30 to 9, and then, um, depending on the agent, we came a little bit flexible this year and we can either go into like a flow state lead gen type or we can do a full five days a week um lead gen got it so explain what that means a full state yeah uh so full state they try to get their hundred contacts a week and in, in about two days uh, some can do it in a day some can do it in two days
1: so 100 contacts how'd you is that everyone's goal how'd you come up with that number what does that mean
3: 100 contacts? Yeah. So that's 100 verbal um, voice-to-voice. Response, yep. Yep, conversations about mm-hmm. real estate, yep. um, actively about real estate, about listening, or buying a home. And um, that's
1: what you said as a standard. Everyone should make 100 contacts a week. Yeah, Four, So if you're working 400 a month. Or 400 a month, however yeah. you get there. Correct. Got it. And so if you're working five days a week, that's 20 a day. Yep. If you're working six, I don't know what that works out to. It's probably like 17 or 16 or something like that. Yeah. Got it. That's not bad. That's what? In your in your world probably two and a half hours of prospecting a day
3: yeah depending on the agent yep
1: okay and who are they mostly prospecting
3: uh, we're really big into our database mm-hmm. um, outside of our database we're really heavy into circle dialing and then the rest is like a real big mix of everything from internet leads to open house follow-up to um, sign calls things like that
1: got it so when you say you're really big into your database explain what that means
3: um, so, back in 2019, uh, we used to be all prospecting based, and I used to actually be scared to call it my database. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we decided to make a change and go as deep into our database as we possibly could.
1: And why did you make that change?
3: Because uh, following other people, what they do, seeing it work, um, the cost of prospecting and leads yep. coming in is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the cost
1: to buy leads
3: versus getting business from your database. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And pouring into your people and getting a referral business is easy. Yep. Uh, And you go on an appointment with your database, they're more than likely not interviewing anybody else. So you're going in, you're more likely to get it compared to competing. Um, But doing that, what we decided to do was we're not actually going to come out and actually ask them for business. Mm -hmm. And so what we set up is a monthly giveaway or a event that we do every single month.
1: A giveaway or an event. Yep. Every month.
3: Yep. And everybody on the team gets one giveaway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if we're giving away, like right now we're giving away in Western Mass, uh, it's, it's like a carnival, it's called the Big E. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're giving away seasons passes to the Big E, so each member of the team gets to give away a pair to Got it. somebody that enters into their section of the survey. And mm-hmm. they all have to, um, we use brevity and mm-hmm. quickly, so they have to text Big E to 59559. And in that survey that comes over to them, uh, we also clean up our database this way. So they have to give us mm-hmm. their name, phone number, email, address, and we throw in the question: uh, "Do you know anybody that has real estate-related plans in 2022?" And the really cool thing is, about 60 to 70 percent every month respond yes. Wow. Hm. And then we call them back.
1: Yep. And and you've been doing that since 2019.
3: Yep, 2019. Got it. And
1: so when you say that you're, you're not necessarily. Um, you're, you're you're leading with value first before you ask for the business yeah we're
3: always coming from contribution hmm
1: and um, when you look when you fast forward to today when you look at 2019 2020 obviously we had COVID in there um, what has been the most impactful thing you've done to add value to your database to where you're like we will never not do that what would that be
3: oh, man all of it <laughs> okay that's a loaded question um, they love our giveaways and then we last year we did two events since we were finally able to in Massachusetts Mm -hmm. and those were absolutely amazing so the client events face-to-face getting in front of them client
1: events face-to-face is number one
3: number one by far
1: number one by far yeah got it and so how do you keep track of everyone that comes how do you manage that event how do you make sure that these are turning into to dollars later into clients later or taking
3: care of you know for referrals uh, same way for them to like RSVP to one of our events. They have to, so um, we did a fall, we call it a fall fest and a winter fest, so they would mm-hmm. just have to text. Uh, their R- RSVP would be text uh, winterfest to 59559 and mm-hmm. come over. Same questions go through. Yep. Uh, we'd add a couple more questions, like how many people you bring in, so we'd have a head count. Yep. And then uh, just through, so we touch them three times with that a month, they get yep. an e- email, text, and phone call. Um, and then we're pushing to get closer to a 72 touch program so yep. on our database 72 times a year 72
1: times in a year and what would you say it is now roughly
3: uh probably in the 50s the 60s
1: in the 50s and 60 50 to 60 times a year you touch yeah. them some way whether it's a text an email social uh, media social, anything. Yep. Yep. got it or an event uh the fall fest event what do you do there what's that
3: <laughs> so uh, it's just there. was Last year, we have a farm in Western Massachusetts that has hayrides, has mini golf.
1: Mm-hmm. Um they so had, you have a farm. So you you grow corn, or what do you do with this farm?
3: We just invited them all to come, and they literally went on hay rides and played. You mini mean golf? a real
1: estate farm?
3: Like no, no, no. I'm I'm meaning like your actual. You farm oh. a community. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we circled now.
1: Well, uh, some people don't know what farming is. That's what I'm saying. So when you yeah. say farm, we gotta we gotta make sure.
3: So we have we do two different. Uh, Keep going. For, for clarity. So we're, we're going on to circle dialing now is what we're doing.
1: All right. I all love right, it. All right. Cool. Well, I want to um, know. What the, hold on. We'll, we'll get to that. I want to know what the fall fest, though.
3: Yeah. So it was at a farm. Got it. It was at yeah, a farm. it was at a farm.
1: <laughs> See? See? That's yeah. why I asked.
3: Yeah.
1: It was at a farm. You know, what,
3: Hayride's farming, man?
1: Hayride's cider mill, yeah. all that stuff. All right. <laughs> Got it. And so that was probably um, what? How many clients did you have there?
3: Uh, So the Fall Fest, I think we had around 300 for our first one last year, and then our our Winter Fest, uh, I don't know the exact count of Winter Fest, but it was uh, actually a ugly day, or not ugly day, but it was gross, It was raining, it was cold, mm-hmm. uh, I think we had about 350, 400 people come to that one, yep. and uh, that was just at a, um, another local farm, <laughs> and uh, they, they had a really good Santa there, so everybody was able to come take pictures with Santa and yep. some food, and if it was nicer out, we had different types of rides for them. Awesome. Um, but those two events were unbelievable last year, yep. and we can't wait to do them again. Sweet. Hopefully, hopefully you guys jotted that down. So let's
1: move on to your other farm, the Circle Prospecting. Okay. Yes. Now, I know that that is the second biggest source of business for you guys. Right so, now, yes. Yep. So talk to me about your strategy. How do you guys do that?
3: Uh, so this is mainly our ISAs, and one of them is here, and she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so our ISAs, what they do is they do two things. So every listing that we get, they do a just-listed call, they do a just-pended call, and they just-sold call. Um, agents do that sometimes, but mainly it's the days that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, that one produces the most immediate results. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were kind of talking about it earlier. For every house that goes up, there's yep. three or four other homes. A couple opportunities, yep. And uh, those work the best. And then yep. our long-term nurtures over the last year and a half, some are immediate, like within a 30 to 60 days, but most are 180 days or so. They yeah. take two, nurture. Um, but that's literally just calling around all of Western Mass and Connecticut. and. Yep. Um, seeing who might be interested in possibly selling their home. So that's yep. needle in the haystack type thing.
1: What do you do with the people that aren't ready to do something right now?
3: Uh, we put them into our database, and we consistently follow up with them. Got it. So you've got an exchange database of some kind. Yeah, everybody. Yep.
1: And so what is the, um, the frequency that you would contact somebody that you have great conversations with, yep. but they're not ready to do any, anything anytime
3: soon? Uh, at least once a month.
1: Okay, they're hearing from you once a month. At least, yeah. And it might be an email, or is it it always a phone call? What is it?
3: We're a big phone call. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, we're impulsive these days, and you never know when somebody's going to just flip the switch and be like, I'm ready to sell, and we want to be the ones that list their home.
1: And are you giving them market updates every time you call them, or what's the purpose of the call?
3: The purpose of the call is just to check in and make sure that they're still on track for whenever their time frame was. So if mm-hmm. it was 180 days, we'll be like, hey, Jeff, it's Jeff yep. Nielsen over at Nielsen Realty. Just give you a real quick call to make sure you're still on target for moving in December.
1: Yep, so just checking in. Yep. Got it. All right, I love that. Um, one of the things we talked about in your prep call when I asked you on the listing side, because your business is 70% sellers. 65, I was
3: 60, off on that. Okay. I didn't number You double-checked over. it. All right, yeah.
1: 65, which is still great. Um, on the listing side, what do you guys do differently? What, what do you nail on the listing side?
3: All right. Um, you told me not to do this, but so we, we, um, I, have been coaching with Glover U now since, uh, 2020, um, and we've done a deep dive into listing mastery, prospecting boot camp, and, uh, the Glover U events and the advances mm-hmm. that you guys come to, um, and we literally copy you. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he told me this on the phone. I'm like, okay, come on. It, it like, I
3: gotta right. say it though. It's true. And. Mm-hmm. So we have the same marketing material um, that you guys use. They love it. The What Happens Next magazine, they are obsessed with. Mm-hmm. The trifold's are kind of pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they like them, but we, yep. the, What happens next is the best.
1: He's talking about the pre-listing package, which we have a breakout on that. William Huffman's yep. teaching that one twice, so you'll get a, you'll get some of that material yep. in that.
3: But the biggest thing that we do is um, I really took it to heart because I was a big um, prospector back in the day. And knowing your scripts and objection handlers inside and out is huge. Yeah. So um, what we do in our team, and we're in the process of doing it again right now, because we need a, a refresher, but we'll take one part of each part and do 30 days of writing down the, whatever it is. Yep. So with the pre-list script or the listing presentation or objection handlers, and then on our Wednesday morning calls, we randomly call on people, and mm-hmm. uh, they have to either do objection handlers on the phone in front of everybody or their listing presentation or anything along that yeah. way. Yeah,
1: so on these calls, he was telling me, I'm like, you guys really do that? Basically, they, the, his agents are put on the spot. Yeah. they got to recite, all right, I'm an expired, go, right? All right, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in the database, and you're looking for a seller, go, right? They, ha- they have to go right there in the spot in front of everybody.
3: Yeah, along those lines with their put on the spot. Yep.
1: yep. And they also have to record their listing presentations.
3: They have to do the listing presentations on those calls. Got it. Yep. Yep. That's
1: important. Yep. That's big. Nice job, Jeff. Let's hear for Jeff. Good stuff. <laughs> all right. Andrew Pepper. Please, would you take a moment to introduce yourself? Most people probably don't need an introduction. If you watch any Glover U promo video, you'll find him. All you have to look for the splashes of water, because
2: that means he just jumped in the pool. All right. So So, I'm going to take this opportunity for you guys to uh, bring something you can jump in the lake with me tonight. (laughs) Uh, We'll see how many people we can get to get in there. It'll be a little chilly, but it's refreshing.
1: It's late Uh, summer.
2: It's later in the summer. It should be warmer now. So, all right.
1: You've been in the business for eight years, but you've been full-time just for the last three and a half. Yes, sir. And you've been coming to these for the last two years, three years-ish? Yes. Okay. Traverse City last year. Yep. And this year you will close? We'll be f- 60 plus. 60 fl- plus units. And that's going to work out to how much in volume? T- 25 million or more. 20, just over 25 million. Great. And last year you did 48 sales Yes, sir. for about 17 million. Is that right? So talk to me about the increase in units. What, what changed? Because if I'm in the audience, very common. Actually, th- these, these, this is a very exact number we see all the time. An agent who closes 48 transactions, naturally, if they're increasing their goals by 20%, 60 would be the next number. And you did that. So what was different?
2: So the difference is this. My first year, I dove into open houses. My second year, I dove into database Repeat referral, mm-hmm. SOI. My third year, I jumped into marketing for the first three quarters, mm-hmm. and then obviously came to here and to uh, Orlando mm-hmm. and signed up for uh, Justin Ford's prospecting boot camp. And so mm-hmm. the third quarter of that year um, took 18 listings and 16 weeks of prospecting boot camp. So, wow, that, that's huge! That's huge. And what type
1: of uh, sources do you prospect now that you weren't prospecting before?
2: Expireds, Fizbo's and canceleds, um and anybody that will answer the phone.
1: you, gotcha. got it, yep. And um, so are you still doing some of the other stuff, open houses and all that? What did you eliminate, and what are you doing now for your, your business generation? So
2: because I love open houses and I know they work, I will still do them, and yep. for training opportunities for teammates, um, just for, that purpose yep. I love them um, my two agents that are all in right now one of them just took their first listing it's a rough start to her career it was only a million dollar listing <laughs> from an open house lead and she just <laughs> executed that today um, with a buyer so congrats to her yeah uh, yep. and she followed that up with another um, listing that same week. So mm-hmm. sh- we want to be listing focused for the skill set yep. and for protection of our commission. Yep. Um, and then my other agent is um, working a buyer for one of our listings that's mm-hmm. also around that million-dollar mm-hmm. mark. And she just went on a listing appointment last week from that open house, and that'll be around a million-million-one listing. So mind-blowing yeah. for me because my average price point started out at two eighty five. And this year is up to 472. Yeah. So it's cool to teach the skill sets, and they're like fearless, and they just go take (laughs) million-dollar listings. Whatever. Right. When
1: When you're experienced, you have all these preconceived notions of oh, they probably have somebody. It's I and whatever, or they're gonna want to get me, you know, ask me to cut my fee. So talk me, uh, talk to me about your morning routine. One thing that I know about your business is you've got a pretty good morning routine. Can you share that with us?
2: Yes, sir. So thanks to your all systems and mastering the morning um eight to eleven is for bunker and lead generation and prospecting boot camp during that time i had a minimum goal of a thousand dollars a week hold on Uh, what did you say
1: bunker what is that
2: you're basically no interruptions nothing other than um activities for new business so So you're
1: in a bunker of some kind
2: yeah it's pretty cool i was in the the door you close everything what do you do it's comfortable but no um set your director of ops or your admin or lock the door if you don't have one Uh, but create a space where no one can get to you for any other reason than to sign listing paperwork but there's
1: a lot of agents in the office and they want to talk to you
2: yeah there's door locks i got a bright red sign Mm -hmm. um, like the on the air signs that you see at recording studios i've got that right next to my doorknob the door is locked and then i have another sign outside the door as well, next to the handle. That's
1: from eight to 11, no distractions, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. What if somebody wants to have a closing
2: at 9 a.m. next Tuesday? Um, Congratulations, and uh, they normally get a video text for me and they go to closing.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh,
2: So eight to 11, then what do you do? After 11? Yep. Um, Lunch and or a workout and then lunch, Mm -hmm. and then appointments, and if I don't have an appointment, try to create an appointment. Yep. Um, by door knocking, Fizbo's, expireds, or around a listing that's just sold. And so circle prospecting.
1: Yes, sir. Got it. Now, I know you're, you're, you've added expireds and for sale by owners recently. Um, you also get a lot of uh, agent-to-agent referrals. Talk to me about that. Why do you think you get a lot of agent-to-agent
2: referrals? Um, a lot of fun. No, I come to these events, and I, I try to go deep with people and truly get to know who they are um and find some type of commonality whether it's military veteran if it's i'm super passionate about um, giving back to local youth and fundraising for local veterans and disabled veterans Mm -hmm. Um, but making finding out how i can help them in their business um, and pouring into them the other thing that i did prior to that was sending out as many referrals as i could Mm -hmm. and that will build your agent-to-agent referral network faster than anything because if you're giving you're gonna get so for the first Two or three years I probably gave a ton of referral business yeah mailbox money is awesome
1: yeah and you're in what market
2: Sarasota so in between Tampa and Fort Myers
1: got it Um, I want to go back to before we wrap up your expired and for sale by owner strategy is there anything different that you're doing that you we haven't heard from the
2: panel or that we haven't talked about yet today as it relates to your prospecting I doubt it's different however I can say if I get in front of someone and can answer their questions and always ask one more question, right? Always go deeper and truly get to know them and what their motivation, what their need is. Which means you're building more rapport, which you're more likely to get an appointment or a contract sign. And the other side is having the skills to do a true market analysis and know what their home's worth and being willing to tell someone the truth and show them why and how. Um, Because the last thing you wanna do is take a listing and not sell it. Mm -hmm. Um, So 37 of our last 45, Listings sold at or above the mark that we told them that was yep. going to sell out, and then there were four that sold at like 99% of list. So, yep. that reputation and be able to put facts in front of somebody yep. helps a lot because when they say we're interviewing two other agents, great. Mm-hmm. What are their names? I have full confidence that I can pull their names up at random without even knowing. Granted, it's better if you know ahead of time. I did get myself one time sometimes. Oh yeah. Um, and however, the agent's stats were across the board, pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. They had a large team and they did 350 deals. The cool thing about that is my transparency and honesty with that seller, the husband still wanted to list with me mm-hmm. and he's a builder. Um, and the wife decided to list with the other guy. Mm-hmm. However, they called me and said, hey, we love you, we appreciate the honesty. We thought it was incredible that you just on the whim pulled up your yep. stats and their stats. Yep. And so now I didn't get her, but I got the builder that has five properties that he wants to sell. So. Build a relationship, be honest with them, and know that you might not get it today, but yep. you'll get it later. And that later, to your point with FISBOs, my first FISBO was a 14-month nurture that expired at 9.50 that listed and sold for 7.25. That's a tough conversation, yeah. right? To get somebody to do that. My um, Another expired at 9.49. I'm not really sure how it didn't sell. We sold it for a million 50. Um, and then the most recent, which is the funnest, expired. I've taken yet. I talked to these people for two years to try to get them to list with me, and they were at three million two fifty. My largest sell was like a million two fifty five. So why would they list with me? I talked them into listing for three point five, and they're going to net an extra forty thousand dollars. Long story short, we had the three point five with an offer at three point eight. Mm-hmm. And that deal fell through back in January, and now we're getting ready to execute that deal this week at or above 3.8. So that two years of follow-up and building a relationship yeah. is worth it because if they're overpriced, maybe the market will catch up, and then you can sell it for more than what they wanted. Yeah, um, But at the end of the day, um, Fizbo's and Expire's are a great way to supplement your business or build an incredible business only yeah. with them.
1: So, Andrew, I know
2: that you've taken a lot of what you've learned, obviously, from being in our
1: programs and coming to our events. What would you say your biggest takeaway has been uh, and what you've gained
2: in, in, in being in a relationship with us? Connection and camaraderie, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, getting to know people because everybody on your team is super giving, mm-hmm. and the relationships and the people that you've um, Introduced me to has changed my life, and luckily I've been able to impact and pay that forward to other agents and help yeah. them with strategies. Um, so it's it's just paying it forward. And as a military veteran, the biggest thing that I think most of us struggle with is camaraderie and family and adrenaline and being able to um, impact and serve others. And so we're impacting serving others at the highest level. Like our I look we love community events. So this yeah. year at our community event we. Every one of them, we select a local charity, and this year we raised a little over ten thousand dollars for a local disabled veteran. Yep. Um, people do business sure.
1: with people who do good work. Awesome. So, anything else you'd like to share? What time can we meet you at the end of the dock?
2: Whenever you guys are ready. Um, <laughs> anything else to share? I think the biggest thing is, um, and they didn't ask me to say this, but you have to. If you're struggling, ask for help. Right. So twenty. 2015, I was probably three months into the business, and my team leader at the time was Leslie Akers, which anybody that knows KW, um, she was a TL of the number two market center in the world, and she went on to be the president of KW Luxury and um, KW Commercial. And I was just struggling, I hadn't taken a, a listing yet, and I, I went in and said, hey Leslie, do you have a minute? And she said, honey, I don't. And she read on my face that something was wrong. and um, she said are you okay and i said no ma'am and she jumped on her phone and she said hey reschedule my next appointment and she called me into her office and we had a quick conversation we we made an accountability committee commitment for the next 30 days and three weeks later i took my first listing and put it you know put somebody under contract and if she hadn't taken the time to help me through that struggle i wouldn't be here 150 families in the last three years wouldn't have been served And who knows what's to come. However, you guys have also done that for me too, right? Um, I had an amazing director of operations who I still love to this day. She's like my daughter. Um, And she took a position with a nonprofit. And it's an amazing nonprofit. Now, gratefully, I knew from day one from the CV process that um, that was her dream job. And that's where she wanted to be and that's where God wanted her to be. Mm -hmm. So when she told me, I was extremely happy for her and congratulated yep. her. Yep. And then immediately, Greg and TK and Jeff's team was like, it's gonna be okay. Like yep. this is the journey, this is the process. Oh, so yeah. no matter what your struggle is, if it's a sale that's fallen through, if it's a key player on your team, if it's a, uh, a personal item, I've <laughs> if there's something you're struggling with, I can probably help you with it. I've been through divorce, I've been through a layoff from the Boeing company after 10 years, I've been through um, coaching clients through tough deals Um, i'm a veteran so we don't even talk about those struggles but um just know that somebody wants to help you and when you when you get it out and you share your story someone else has been there and they can get you through it so i'm just grateful for you and your team
1: well that's a good one to end on all right thank you andrew and thank you to all of our panelists thank you guys let's hear it for him one more time
0: Thank you for taking time to join Jeff, Andrew, and Jeff Nielsen today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of GloverU will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify, and subscribe today. Until next time.